Jungle. Hello there. This is a representative from the Century Record Manufacturing Company speaking to you. Since 1951, we have written to the music department of your school and most of the schools in the United States and offered them the opportunity of purchasing at low cost records of their performances. Along with the great popularity of phonograph records, our business has grown each year until now we are the largest manufacturer of custom phonograph records in the country. In the past few years, we have witnessed a revolutionary change in the record business. The old 78 RPM record has all but disappeared, and the high-fidelity 12-inch LP now accounts for about 70% of all record sales. Along with high-fidelity is the importance of modern-day marketing, and most important and interesting to you, packaging. The package for the 12-inch LP is the album cover. In the past, the record itself has been considered all-important. But from actual research, it has been found that the eye appeal of the record jacket accounts for about 50% of all sales. In many instances, it is the record album alone which sells the record. Last year, at least half of the organizations that we did work for inquired about albums for their records. This year, we are confident that even more will want them. After long consideration, we have decided that we should write to the art departments of each school and encourage them to design and print the record jackets. Just think of the wonderful opportunity this plan offers to develop the talents of art students. Also, the albums will be exactly what is wanted, as your artists will be right on the spot and supervise the production from start to finish. We are confident that your art students will derive much satisfaction from producing these beautiful albums to hold the records of your school's dance band, a cappella choir, orchestra, or band. Then, of course, there is the chance to raise a substantial amount of money for your school. The potential for the sale of phonograph records in your community is unlimited. Records have become a part of almost every American home, and you will have an added sales factor that of local interest in your musical organization. Your list of prospective customers will include students and their friends and relatives, the alumni and residents of your community. Even though you have this ready-made market, there must still be organized sales effort, and this effort must be coordinated by an outstanding individual. Once this person is selected, he must have the help of a large organization as every potential customer must be contacted. We have found from experience that direct sales with personal contact is by far the most effective way to sell your records. In many instances, it is advisable to decide where the profits are to go, such as a building fund, scholarships, and so forth, and then build your sales campaign around this theme. Direct mail and advertising in newspapers and local stores will help your sales. In most cases, space and time will be donated as a contribution to the project. Let us stress again, the way to sell records is by direct contact. On the other side of this record are full instructions to help you design and print the fronts and backs of the albums. We cut and trim the printed sheets and wrap them around a special cardboard to make the record album. 
This information is also contained in the enclosed price list. We are sending recording information to the musical organizations of your school as well as price lists. If by chance they have been lost or you need more, please write and we will send this information to you immediately. Now to summarize. Inspect the workmanship on this sample record. The records and albums we make for you will be of the same high quality. We have an unconditional guarantee on the quality of our work. We require no money in advance, and the completed records and albums are sent to you open account. You are not expected to send us a check until you have received the albums, inspected them, and decided if they are all we have said they would be. We know you will be happy with the results. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Souvenir records and a surefire method to make money and not a penny's risk financially. Act now. Present this plan to your art students and meet together with your music department as soon as possible. You will probably find that your band, orchestra and choirs will all want to make records and albums. Producing your album covers. For the most satisfying results and the lowest cost, let your art department design your albums and have the printing done by your school or local print shop. You send the printed fronts and backs to us and we wrap them around special cardboard to form the album. The following information will help you produce your albums. The printing specifications are shown in our enclosed price list. There are unlimited ideas for record albums. Probably the first thing you should do is examine the record albums at your local record store. This will also give you more information on how they're constructed. From experience, we have found that you will have much greater success using photographs with some artwork than you will using all artwork. For a very simple yet attractive album, use a good photograph with your name on the front. Unless your organization plans to make thousands of albums, full color printing is too expensive. With a little ingenuity, you may obtain excellent results with one or two color printing. Reverse printing showing the color of the paper used is very effective. We hope that these few suggestions will help you get started. We know that once this project is organized, you'll be able to think up much better ideas. Good luck. How to record. When you record, it is important to always remember that the records we make for you are a near perfect reproduction of the tapes you send us. For this reason, much effort must be expended to furnish us with high fidelity tapes. Trial and error is probably the best method to find out the best tape recording procedures. With modern tape machines and microphones, excellent results are easily obtainable by experimenting with the best possible microphone placement and physical recording setup. Always, what you hear is the final test. If it sounds good, that is the best way to do it. Recording volume is probably the most serious problem encountered, and the biggest surprise to us is that nearly always the recording level is too low. Too much volume is, of course, very bad and will cause distortion. The results sound fuzzy and indistinct. But 
Too little volume is bad also, as it makes it necessary for us to increase the playback volume, and thus increases background noises, mainly room and tape noise. Unless you're quite familiar with multiple microphone techniques, it's best to use one good non-directional microphone. In fact, many engineers believe this is the best way to record no matter what equipment you have. Do not try to economize on a microphone. A good rule is to use a microphone worth 25 to 50% of the value of your tape machine. When you have excessively bright sound resulting from bad acoustical conditions, the overstrong echoes and reverberations can often be reduced by placing rugs on the floor and heavy draperies on the walls. In auditoriums which are dead, the reverse is true. These expedients alleviate bad situations, but only partially. There is no substitute for good acoustical conditions, and especially for the high ceiling. Tape editing. In most cases, we do all tape editing and at no charge to you. Just send us full information listed on our price list. If you are able, it is a great help to us to receive your tapes all edited. Also, it is a good thing for you to be able to edit and splice tape. Here are some pointers. Most important is the splicing tape you use. Do not use regular cellophane tape as the adhesive bleeds with time, heat, and pressure. And what is a good splice today will be a sticky one later. Use a splicing tape designed especially for this purpose, such as Scotch splicing tape number 41. Always place the splicing tape on the back of the tape or shiny side, never on the emulsion side. Please see the pictures in our brochure which explain how to cut splice and trim the tape. Be very careful to keep your tape away from any magnetic field. Even scissors may become magnetized and cause a pop when you cut with them. Marketing. Record albums offer you a chance to raise a substantial amount of money for your school. The potential for the sale of phonograph records in your community is unlimited. Records have become a part of almost every American home, and you will have an added sales factor, that of local interest in your musical organization. Your list of prospective customers will include students and their friends and relatives, the alumni, and other residents of your community. Even though you have this ready-made market, there must still be organized sales effort, and this effort must be coordinated by an outstanding individual. Once this person is selected, he must have the help of a large organization, as every potential customer must be contacted. We have found from experience that direct sales with personal contact is by far the most effective way to sell your records. In many instances, it's advisable to decide where the profits are to go, such as a building fund, scholarships, and so forth and then build your sales campaign around this theme. Direct mail and advertising in newspapers and local stores will help your sales. In most cases, space and time could be donated as a contribution to the project. Let us stress again, the way to sell records is by direct contact.
And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, How to Make a Record, from Johan Kugelberg's amazing new book that was available on Record Store Day, Enjoy the Experience. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with, from Trinidad, Trinidad James. Right now, going to play a bunch of stuff here that I've acquired in the past couple weeks. Namely, I'm going to go back to Johan's book, Johan Kugelberg's edited book, Enjoy the Experience, an amazing coffee table book filled with stories about home-pressed records amazing comes with a whole bunch of cool songs as well and gonna play one of those songs we heard how to make a record right there but when you buy the book you can learn all the songs and all the stories that go with the songs and when i say you can learn the songs you can learn about some of the greatest songs ever created including right here pile driver by dennis the fox and then we're going to follow it up to and this show is kind of dedicated to rita mcneil this is an early rita mcneil track we're going to hear angry people in the streets and then a few other surprises so right now here's dennis the fox from johan kugelberg's brand new book enjoy the experience it's a great great coffee table book was available during record store day dennis the fox from seattle washington with pile driver on the nardwar the human serviette radio show And you talk about your wine So I'm here to tell you people That that kind of thing is fine You go chasing after women But you sure ain't got one yet That knows something about something And that's one thing I can bet When it comes to really living You're just somewhere in between There's a high step inside Stepping life outside You ain't never seen They refer to when they cut the ace of spades She's the lady that they think of when the night pulls down its shade She's the lady with the action If you think you've got the nerve to put your money where your mouth is And find out what she can serve She's the lady with the answers that can teach you about the world She's a truck driving, file driving, mean mother trucker of a girl Don't you worry, she treats 
treat every man the same Pile driver Don't you worry That's the way she plays her game Pile driver Don't you worry Cause whenever things go wrong Just call her name Call her name Stepping life outside you ain't never seen She's the lady they refer to when they cut the aces fade She's the lady that they think of when the night pulls down its shades She's the lady with the action If you think you've got the nerve to put your money where your mouth is And find out what she can serve She's a lady with the answers that can teach you about the world. She's a truck driving, wild driving, mean mother trucker of a girl. Wild driver, don't you worry, she treats every man the same. Wild driver, don't you worry, that's the way she plays her game. Wild driver, don't you worry, cause whenever things go wrong, Just call her name Call her name Call her name And she'll come looking She'll come cooking She'll come cooking
experiments on psychological effects of marijuana valid? What do more recent studies show? I'm David Suzuki and this is Earthwatch. This is the first of a series on psychological studies on marijuana carried out by Candace Stark Adamac of the Wellesley Hospital in Toronto. What did you find out as you did your study? What I did first of all was to, to study the characteristics of people who volunteer for marijuana experiments. Um, and found, for instance, that, um, that people who volunteer for marijuana experiments aren't like the typical people in, uh, who are used in marijuana research, but they are typical of the type of people who do smoke marijuana. So that's one of the first things that indicates that maybe something was missing from previous research. So it wasn't really a random sample. That's right. Uh, mainly, you know, medical students or uh, other university students had, uh, with minimal drug experience, had formed the, the basis of the, the populations that um, researchers had studied. The next problem would be, what do marijuana users say happens on marijuana? Have we been looking at, at the right things? With that part of the research, I found out that <clears throat> the marijuana intoxication experience isn't just an ineffable experience. It is verbally definable. Um, there are commonalities um, between people, although people in Montreal, for instance, differed from people in California. Already we see how important it is to define the test subjects and that marijuana smokers can give a description of their experiences that is useful. For Earthwatch, I'm David Suzuki. Does it make a difference who you smoke marijuana with? Do women respond differently than men? I'm David Suzuki and this is Earthwatch. This is the last report in a series on the psychological effects of marijuana by Candace Stark Adamac of the Wellesley Hospital in Toronto. What are the general conclusions of your study? For one thing, the, the Beatles were right. You do get high with a little help from your friends. Um, people smoking in groups of friends got much more stoned than people uh, smoking in groups of strangers uh, or alone. Does this bring into question the results of studies where single individuals smoke a whole joint and then perform certain tests? Uh, it does. It um, throws into question just how generalizable uh, those results are, <clears throat> uh, particularly when you take into account the, um, the drug histories of, of the people. and. 
when you take into account the fact that most research had been conducted only on males. Um, and females do differ in um, their response to this situation. How do females differ in their reactions? Well, where they differed really was in the, the social aspects of the situation. For instance, among the males, the, the most uptight group was the uh, male strangers. It apparently was a very difficult task uh, for these men to sit around and smoke with other men who they didn't know, whereas the, the female strangers didn't have that sort of stranger effect. What's most interesting to me is that scientists aren't under all that pressure to prove marijuana is dangerous, so now they can begin to do other kinds of studies. For Earthwatch, I'm David Suzuki. And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there a double shot of Dr. David Suzuki. Earthwatch, Earthwatch, David Suzuki, Marijuana Experiments number 64 and Marijuana Experiments number 65. And before that, rest in peace, Rita McNeil with Angry People in the streets from our first album from 1975 that's rita mcneil with angry people in the streets and before that from johan kugelberg's amazing new book enjoy the experience we heard dennis the fox with pile driver and dennis the fox is from seattle washington and today on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, had some guests just pop by. Hello, are you there, guests? Hello. Hi. Who are you? I am Gray. And I'm Aaron. Gray and Aaron, welcome to the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank Aaron, you. please say the words again into the mic because it's not coming through at the moment. Sorry. I'm Aaron. If for some reason well, is that, that not is... Not close enough? That, uh, yeah, maybe not... Cl- hello, hello, hello? Hello? You know, it's hello? not... It is not working. Try now. Hello? And no, it is not working. It is not working. You can try sharing a mic. Yeah, yeah maybe you guys could share. No, people are probably thinking, oh, you know, you're spending all this deal making sure that Aaron <laughs> is going to be able to speak. But, well, of course, we have guests in an Ardwarda Human Serviette radio show. This is important. This is important information that we're going to get across. So we'll try <laughs> one more time. Hello, guests. How the hell are you? Hi, I'm good. And please explain to me what we have coming up right now here. Um, we have off of um, Brit Music 09, um, True by Devin W. Now, could you explain your connection, please, if you could, Aaron, to Brit Music 09 and Devin W. Who are you? Where, where do you hang out usually during the day? Um, well, when there's school, I hang out at Britannia Secondary. and In Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Yep. And Brit Music 09 looks like it's by the elementary music program. So the yeah. elementary school and Britannia, you were saying, is a very historic school yeah. in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Oldest school in BC, I think, and definitely oldest school in Vancouver. And one of the teachers there from a few years ago, Anthony, put together this CD here called Brit Music 09, and I brought it out to CITR, and you just happened to drop by, and you're saying your buddy is on this CD, we think. Yeah, um, I can see my friend Jacob in the picture, but I don't see him listed uh, or credited for any of the songs. 
So, but I assume he did something. And we're going to hear right here Devin W. with the song True. No, anything else about high schools in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Um, I don't know what to add. Add something, Aaron. Um, my friend Gray goes to Van Tech, and that's a high school as well. And is there any music at Van Tech? Like, we're going to hear some music here from Britannia. Is there a Van Tech 09 CD lurking about somewhere? I honestly don't think so, but who knows? (laughs) It could be out there. And thanks again to Anthony, Anthony Roberts, for putting this together right here. We have Brit Music 09. Yeah, could you set the scene here? So people are going to hear some students from Britannia Elementary School from a few years ago singing right now. Can you maybe take us through, what does the school look like? Can you go a little walk through the school there? Um, Well, I'm not sure about the elementary school, but the high school, parts of it are really old. And, I mean, one thing that I always notice walking down the halls is all the pictures of all the grads and former faculty members. What do they look like? Old and black and white. Are there any <laughs> fun photos? Any pardon? Are there any fun photos that really stand out? Uh, not really. They're all pretty much the same photo. And so, like, you walk through Britannia and you, like, take a left. We're, like, take us a little tour through Britannia, if you could, for a moment. You're, like, you know, walk up the steps sure. of your school. Walking to math class so, or something. Uh, by the main entrance, I guess, which is the entrance that faces Venables, um, the first thing you walk in and then on your right there's a couple science rooms. And if you turn left... And then walk forward about 10 feet. On your right will be the school's office, and on your left will be more science rooms. And then across this neat kind of thing called the Skywalk, it's just a little bridge with glass windows. It's kind of neat to hang out in. Um, once you get across that, there are just there's a counselor's office, and then if you turn left, there's a night school office. And then behind the night school office is the gym. And then, yeah, and then there's the upstairs parts, but those are just computer labs and... Social studies rooms. How about a dungeon? Is there a dungeon? <laughs> oh, probably hundreds. Is there like a secret place in the school at all? Like a secret level that nobody goes to? Uh, like there's a fourth floor, but there really isn't a fourth floor? Like some secret air not duct? Even a third floor. Um, but places nobody goes to. I guess class. <laughs> so, yeah. And if you wandered around, maybe there's a music room, and then you went outside, there'd be Britannia Elementary School. Yeah. And here we have, again, Britannia Elementary School from 2009. And we have, again, Devin W. doing... Uh, true. On the Nardward Human Serviette radio show, provided by Anthony. Thank you, Anthony, the teacher, for putting us together. So, right here is Devin W. with True. And then we're going to hear something by a guy called the Mighty Sparrow from Trinidad. And then an interview with... Trinidad James from Trinidad, and then some more Mighty Sparrow. But right now, here's Devon W. from Britannia High School in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Britannia Elementary School in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 2009, with the track... Uh, True.
gentlemen here comes the calypso king of 1956 in person of the king sparrow and sparrow is coming to tell you all about a letter he received from a good old mopsy he had some place From the middle of March up to May, I left my wife and went away, coming back home as to spend my honeymoon. I received a letter in June, it was dear Sparrow, darling I hate to write, oh my dear, I must let you know tonight, the baby born, and darling you ought to know. I am so happy the child resembles your Uncle Joe. I got the letter early one evening. Soon as I finished working, the postman came. I was so happy because I wanted to hear from she. But then I thought was a different sparrow I only know this woman a few months ago Say what you like, she is running wild Since I born I never hear about a three months child But it's dear sparrow Darling, I hate to write Oh my dear 
I must let you know tonight The baby born And since it start to grow I am so happy to say it's the image of Uncle Joe Now I want you to pay attention Tell me if I took the right action Took up me pencil and piece of paper I decided to write me lover Something wrong, no one can deny it My wife is involved in some kind of racket Before I finish right to move from the table The postman came back, this time with a cable Saying, Sparrow, please hurry home today Oh my dear, oh my darling, do not stay The child is yours Christening is soon, you know When the time comes, I'm going to invite Uncle Joe. Night and day I began to worry. I'm now realize I'm married too early. But the way how she walk, how she's so pretty. Love at first sight is what really trapped me. But when your hand is in the lion's mouth, somehow or the other, you must take it out. So right then, folks, I knew I had to act. And in her own coins, I'll pay she back with dear Elaine. Sweetheart, I love to write. Oh, my dear, I must let you know tonight. It's obvious if the baby resembles you. Give it to him. The result of a sparrow is a bird, not Joe. Who are you? I am Trinidad James. Trinidad, welcome to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Hey, how you doing, Nara? What's up, man? Great to meet you. And I understand you're from Trinidad. Yeah, that's where I was born. And I thought I would give you a gift here, right off the bat, of a Trinidad Old G, the Mighty Sparrow. Wow. He's a legend, man. In my new video, we got this crazy wall off Nelson Street, and he's, his picture is one of the pictures, one of the greatest artists. Oh, this is crazy. Thank you so much. Wow. You're from Mount Hope on Trinidad, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where I was born, Mount Hope Hospital. And what can you tell the people about the Mighty Sparrow? I mean, just in general, I want to speak on what I know or whatever. I will honestly say that I am not just the most familiar person with the music, but even growing up as a kid, I remember my dad, the little bit of music that we ever listened to was The Mighty Sparrow. It's one of my dad's favorite artists. So not only do I have some vinyl for you, I also got The Mighty Sparrow CD, so you can get even more familiarized with The Sparrow. Hey, man, I appreciate this so much because I need to have stuff like this so I can open up my music. I really appreciate this. We love Trinidad and the all-gold everything video. You bought the ring that's in there in Trinidad? Yes, I did, definitely. I sure did. What is some different stuff in Trinidad, like food-wise? Like, for instance, what is a chubby? Oh, okay. I was like, a stubby? All right, no, no, a chubby, that's a drink I drank as a kid or whatever. So it's basically a small pop soda or that comes in a little small, little cute bottle, whatever you want to call it. And it's really cool, man. The food and the drinks in Trinidad, it has a unique taste. The ketchup 
in Trinidad is very different than ketchup that you would taste anywhere. Trust me. What are doubles? Man, that's my favorite food in the whole wide world, actually. It's, um, I don't know how to explain this. It. like a split peas type china type thing inside of these two baked. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just you got to go to Trinidad and get it. Trust me, it's the greatest thing. I put my whole American fam on it. When I was a kid growing up, that's all I ate. That's all I, I would eat it every day, actually. Marietta, Georgia. Is that where it all started? Marietta, um, no, I'll say this, that Marietta, Georgia, that's where my, when I first put out All Go Everything, my homies, I would have, that's who really rocked with me like people who really like they knew me but they didn't really have to rock my music but they did mess with me my boys or whatever and my hunger you know ray roy jose alden from marietta it was really dope when i first put out all go everything what's the importance of wednesday nights in atlanta Ooh, i mean f- strip club strip club man you know what i'm saying definitely strip club like wednesday night you can go make a movie wherever you want to go make it rain there, man. How about beer and tacos? The beer and tacos night, Wednesdays, they're important, right? Beer and tacos is definitely a huge staple in Atlanta, man. Honestly, it was the first people genuinely to give me a chance to rock on the stage when I first started rapping by myself. So I have much respect to them, man. November 7th was the date, right? Sheesh, man. Wow, you know your stuff. That's crazy. I don't even remember the date. I just remember the show. Uh, whatever it was like one person over there definitely like was like rocking so hard a few people was like who is this guy and when we left out the show whatever we gave past all our cds and walked to the gas station and a couple kids came in the gas station bumping all go everything it was a blessing man and you worked at the waffle house near onyx speaking of strip clubs definitely definitely worked at the waffle house man that was right there by onyx that's why when i said it in the song that's why i knew so much about the strippers they used to come in and eat with me it's crazy the burt's chili what did you have there the burt's chili man burt's chili is pretty good but you had to come get a pork chopping eggs man pork chopping eggs that's the stripper meal pork chopping eggs Toast with a lot of butter, extra egg, man. That's a stripper meal, man. So you go to Onyx for some stripping. Okay, you pay to get into Onyx or whatever, but what about paying for parking? Isn't it expensive in parking in Onyx? Man, it's one of those type of things where you better pray that you know somebody so you get a deal on it, man. Parking is crazy in Atlanta, period. Have you ever been to Looks of Atlanta? Looks of Atlanta, looks of Atlanta. It's like a stripper clothing shop. Like, you ever got their stuff for your girlfriends? Oh, no. I never, your tattletale. i never been there, man. i never been. I should go now. Did you tell me about it? i never been. What was it like at the Southland Mall? You worked at the Southland Mall. What was your job? South Lake Mall or whatever. That's so crazy that you know that. Um, I worked at JCPenney. And then I worked at another, uh, like, little small, like, fashion forward type, little fashion boutique or whatever inside of South Lake Mall or on the south side. The MJQ Trinidad James. Man, boy, trust me, man, that's the hangout spot for any weird kids who like hip-hop, you just like to be different, like to be yourself. That's the spot that you go to or whatever. That's my favorite spot in Atlanta, period. You, like, hung from the roof when you were there. Definitely, man. That was, like, one of the craziest shows I've ever done in my whole life, period. Nothing really tops that. It was at home, and it was so wild that, I mean, I really had to hang from the roof. It was crazy. No, the MGAQ, it's interesting to get into it. It's sort of like an underground bunker. Could you describe that? It's not what you'd expect, right? I mean, honestly, you don't know. When it's your first time going, you don't know what you're getting yourself into because it's like you're on top of ground, and then you see all these different people in line like, okay, what's really going on? And you go deep, 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 and then you got a choice to either go this way or that way, and it's like you're in this cave of just... Hip-hop. 
really, you know? It's really dope. Trinidad James, your favorite food is like shrimp Alfredo with extra penne. Is that the favorite? God, oh my, yes it is, man. If it's if it's not doubles, then it's shrimp Alfredo, penne noodles, extra shrimp, Alfredo sauce only, nothing extra. And you're also into a mustard pizza from Mario's? Man, yes, man. That's Wow, I haven't had that since I was a kid in Trinidad. Yeah, that's crazy. Growing up, I know it sounds really weird to put mustard on pizza, but we put used to put ketchup and mustard on pizza or whatever, and it just, it's a taste that... It's just stuck in my mind. Trinidad James, you've mentioned your teeth were cracked. What were you eating when you were cracking your teeth? Uh, what happened? It was like before a show. Um, what it was? Um, it was before a show, actually, man, or whatever. And um, I don't know what we was doing. We was doing something, something wild, and it just came out, man. It was just like, oh, okay. It just happened randomly or whatever. It was like, oh, turn up. What about City Nails? Heard of a place called City Nails near the Ginza, near your club? Yeah, that's um, the nail shop right next to right next to my old job, or whatever. Definitely, um, psh, man, I've watched numerous fights happen out there. It's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, man. People be. I remember one time this one girl got jumped, or whatever. These other two girls, like it was like the big epic fight battle. Like we'll be walking from the top to meet these girls down here. Fight, crazy. For getting gold teeth, I noticed also they had a sign in their window saying "same day gold teeth." What's it like to get same day gold teeth? How long does it take? I mean, honestly, man, if you get down there probably like early, like 11 before 12, you can get it at 5.30, 5.30 in the evening, 6 o'clock right before they close. For Atlanta food, what about the American Deli? Oh, boy. If you come to Atlanta, it's a lot of places you're going to go to. But going off of what I'm going to tell you, you got to go to American Deli because nothing goes wrong there. Like the foods that you might originally like from where you're from, when you go there, you're not going to have a bad taste in your mouth. Like, you know, you might go to one place and like Philly cheesesteaks, and then you might go to another place to eat a Philly cheesesteak. It doesn't taste the same. If you like Philly cheesesteaks, when you go to American Deli, when you come to Atlanta, it's going to be good. It's not going to be bad. You're going to enjoy it. Pearls on... That sounds so familiar. Pearls on Peter Street. Pearls, of course. Yes, that's the... Um, man, what? That's so crazy. I thought you were going to say spin, because that, I eat there a lot more. But Pearls, definitely, they got a really good steak and macaroni and cheese. It's really good. So Trinidad James, here you are in Austin, Texas. I mentioned Trinidad, but you also lived in Canada for a while. Where did you live in Canada? Do you remember anything about it? I was a baby. I was a baby or whatever. I want to say Toronto, but I was, I mean, baby, like really kid. Couldn't even talk, you know, barely walking. I thought I should give you a gift from Canada of a band that you like, Purity Ring, and their song Lofty Cries. Don't you like the video for that? Yeah, man, that video is dope. That video is so interesting. How could you describe it to the people? Um, hmm. Because they're from Canada. Honestly, it's one of those videos where I looked at it and I was like, I'm not sure the meaning behind it, but it's very intriguing. Very, very intriguing. Wow, thanks. It's so dope. I really like vinyl. It's super dope. Just got a new crib and put it in there. Purity Ring from Canada, and in Canada we also have track and field. I noticed that you did some track and field. What did you run in track and field, or what what events did you do? Man, that's so crazy. Yeah, I ran the 1600, and uh, when I was in middle school, I ran the 1600 in track or whatever. I did pretty well, actually. What was your time? Do you remember? I don't, or whatever. I mean, I came in first place a few times. I got some trophies at the um, house, actually. How about in Atlanta? There's Central Park for the b-ball? Man, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the one of the outdoor places that I play basketball at Central Park. Definitely, man. Really, are crazy. The rims are not all that, but you have a good time. Where else do you go if you want to kick back in Atlanta? I mean, definitely for me personally, 
playing basketball. You go to the movies or whatever. Um, where Peter Street, really Peter Street. There's a lot of places to hang out on Peter Street. Pearl, Spin, Fly Kicks, or whatever is a boutique that I hung out at. City of Ink Tattoo Shop, where I got my tattoos done at. Pretty cool place. Peter Street's a good hangout spot. Little Five Points. Little Five Points, definitely. I'd be a bad guy if I didn't mention Little Five Points. Definitely a cool place to hang out. The Underground, where the Ginza is, that's your shop, right? Definitely, definitely. I notice they have the Hip Hop Computer Shop nearby. Have you been there to the Hip Hop Computer Shop? Yeah, definitely. Um, I always went by there. You know, they've been doing their thing. You know, definitely if you want to get any songs put on your phone, they can do that for a fee. It's pretty cool. That's a great name, the Hip Hop Computer Shop. Hey, man. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, boss. They also have the Bootery there. The Bootery, that's a great name. Yeah, that's crazy. The Bootery is one of the, like, next to Walters, that's like one of the shoe stores that I've been knowing and buying shoes from for, like, the longest in my life period, you know, like... They've been there forever, man. Same. It actually looks the exact same. Walters, they actually renovated the inside a little bit. The bootery, they haven't did anything. It's the same dust in the windows. I love that stuff. It's great, man. It's really great, honestly. Trinidad James, 2-9. 2-9, man. Definitely, honestly, man, to me, that's Atlanta's Wu-Tang, man. Definitely. like that's. They've been mobbing. They've been doing their thing forever. I mean... It, there's a million of them, so I can't sit there and call names, but definitely 2-9 as a whole collective. They've been repping and killing Atlanta way before I even came along. And they played with you at CMJ, too. Definitely, man. They're going to play with me tonight here in Texas. And Trinidad, to bring it back to Atlanta, lastly thought I'd give you a gift of one of your influences, Mr. Bow Wow. You love the Bow Wow, right? Woo! Wow, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Much respect to Bow Wow, man. Much respect to Bow Wow. Has he come into the Ginza at all? No, I don't remember him coming to the shop, at least not while I was there. Well, thanks so much, Trinidad James. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Hey, man, definitely, man. This is like an honor. And I got a gift for you, actually, man. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. Person that could pull stuff out the bag, man. That's an amazing. What do you can tell people about your bag here? Oh, uh, you know, definitely, man. This is a cool little bag or whatever. I wore this in the um, I'll go everything video or whatever. My first video is really cool. Anything else you want to point out that you're wearing at all? Um, shoot, definitely. Um, got this made in Trinidad or whatever. This was like one of my first real gold items that I got made when I started rapping. I also got this watch in Trinidad from Anton's Jewelry, really dope place or whatever. The um, chain necklace recently when we get, went to Carnival this year. Anton's Jury. That's the only gold place that I go to, really. Or whatever. Shout out to my boy here in Texas, though, for this one, Iceman. Definitely. And this is for you, man. Oh, thank you very much, Trinidad James, here at South by Southwest. Well, this is one of my first original mixtapes when I, we first really put it out. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? This is for you, like when we was out in the streets handing them out, hand to hand, you know what I'm saying? That's for you to have. I really appreciate Like I said, I respect what you do, man, definitely. Oh, man, I really appreciate an autograph, too. It's for you, man, definitely, man, definitely for you. It's you really a- care about the fans, even the interviewers you care about. I mean, just in general, I respect what you do, man, so it's an honor for me to be standing here in front of you, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think in Nashville, didn't you hand out, like, free shoes to the audience? Like, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, definitely, man. Did the same thing in Chicago. I mean, I'm a generous person, you know what I'm saying? But it's not just to be blowing steam or whatever. It's just I appreciate people. That's so nice of you, Trinidad James. And actually, I gave you a few records as gifts, but I can give you a gift of a person because right now I'm just noticed we're joined by, if you pan the camera over there, look, it's Macklemore. Hey, man. What's up, Bob? Macklemore, Ryan Lewis, come over here. Meet Trinidad James. I'm going to be interviewing them coming up. Have you guys ever met before? This is first time. You put it together, man. 
is uh, Clamar. How you doing? Good, Narward. How are you, man? Who do we have right here? Trinidad James, man. Boss man. What's up? Ryan Lewis. Who do we have right here? Trinidad James. What's up, boss? Hey, man. Definitely, man. This dude. Trust me. It's no song on the radio better than this song, man. This is the number one song on anybody's radio, and I've been around the whole U.S. This guy right here, hard work, man. Appreciate that, man. And you know what? I noticed in the all in in the all gold everything video is that we had have the same watch, the Elgin. What? Yes. Hey, man. Yes. Hey. That's the watch, bro. That's the watch. That's the Elgin. No one knows. What can you tell us about the Elgin? Can't you know what? I I'm gonna tell you this. It's not as expensive as it might look. Trust me. It's the watch, bro. But I'm gonna tell you this also. It's more original than a Rolex. And it will probably get more compliments than a Rolex. Because people see a Rolex, they're like, that's a Rolex. People see the Elgin, they're like, What is that? They don't know. What did you notice from a thrift shop video? Anything you noticed from a thrift shop video? It's one of those videos that, like, when you look at the video, it's like, man, I just want to party with this guy. Like, I just want to party. Like, let's go turn up. Let's just shut it down. Definitely, man. Thanks so much for partying, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. I'll see you in a second for an interview. So, mini doot doot, doot doot loot doot. Do. Do. Okay, see you in a sec. And thank you very much. Your dreams come true. Meeting Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Hey, man, thank you. Well, thank you very much for the gift. I really appreciate it, Trinidad James. It's all good, man, definitely. It's all good. Trust me. So thanks so much, Trinidad James. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. They have a popular King Spiral and the situation in Trinidad. never be sorry. I said, listen, listen carefully. Sparrow is a man that's never be sorry. But I went and vote for some councilmen. They have me now in the pen after promising so much tender care. They forget me as they walk out of Woodford Square because they raise up on the taxi fare. No, doctor, no. Hey, and they have the blasted milk so dear. No, doctor, no. I want them to remember we support them in September. They better come good. Good, good. Because I have a big piece of mango wood. Sorry, sorry they throw down big belly but not me I stick in me pressure when I can't buy milk I use sugar and water Support local industries they don't declare They mean VAT 19 rum and Caribbean The way how they're forcing me to drink VAT It look as if they want to kill me in smart Oh lad, they raise up on the taxi fare No doctor, no And why the blasted milk so dear No doctor, no I want you to remember Support you in September. You better come good. Good, good. I still have the big, big piece of mango wood. Hey, I only 
Calypsonian. What I say may be very small, but I know that poor people ain't pleased at all. We are looking for a betterment. That is why we choose a new government. But they raise on the food before we could talk. And they raise taxi fare so we bound to walk. But still I don't want them to catch cold sweat. No doctor, no. Because this mango wood talk is not a threat. No doctor, no. But still they must remember. We support them in September. They better come good. I have no intention of throwing down the mango wood. And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, the Mighty Sparrow with No Doctor No. And before that, an interview with Trinidad James. Coming up right now on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show, going to play some selections from the Vancouver Soundscape, a record documenting all the sounds in Vancouver put out by R. Murray Schaefer, and it's part of the World Soundscape Project. So here we go, R. Murray Schaefer documenting some of the sounds of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, as part of the World Soundscape Project on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show! From bylaw number 2531, City of Vancouver. No hawker, hawkster, peddler, petty chapman, news vendor, or other person shall by his intermittent or reiterated cries disturb the peace, order, quiet, or comfort of the public. No peace, order, quiet. No hawker, hawkster, peddler, petty chapman, news vendor, or other person shall by his intermittent or reiterated cries disturb the peace, order, quiet, or comfort of the public. Peace, order, quiet, or comfort of the public. Disturb the peace, no intermittent comfort of the public. No honker, disturb the quieters and quieter persons. Cries, quiet, quiet, quiet. Quiet, quieter. Vancouver is not the only city in the world today with a noise pollution problem, nor is it the only city with a ridiculously antiquated noise abatement bylaw, part of which you just heard. In the book which accompanies these records, we have dealt with all aspects of the Vancouver soundscape, but one inescapable fact emerges. Noise is a much bigger problem today than it ever was before. It is not unusual for man to begin to value things just at the point where he is engaged in wrecking them, and so it is in the midst of the present cacophony that we've begun to listen very carefully to what is taking place around us, with the hope that if enough people can be made aware of the facts, changes might be demanded and eventually brought about. First, we want to listen. Then, we must make judgments. 
and the more informed our judgments are, the better. I've often likened the soundscape to a huge, unshaped symphony which is taking place around us constantly, and have asked the question, do we want to become its composers, deliberately forming and regulating it? This may sound as if the soundscape is a matter exclusively for musicians. It is certainly not for them alone. But neither is it a matter for acoustical engineers alone, nor is it just a matter for sociologists and psychologists. We already know a lot about the physics of sound, and we know a lot about human reactions to sound. And composers know how to create exciting and beautiful collections of sounds. Now, these various skills have to be put together. The Vancouver Soundscape, the book and these records, is, so far as we know, the first comprehensive treatment of the acoustic environment which has attempted to concentrate on the middle ground where these various disciplines join. Our purpose has been to lay some of the foundations of a new science and art form which we have called acoustic design. A city planner designs streets, an architect designs buildings, a gardener designs parks and gardens. Why shouldn't we design the soundscape? As a matter of fact, some people are designing it for us. Muzak, or wired background music, is an attempt at acoustic design, but we think it's unsatisfactory, because it merely obscures reality with a kind of saccharescent drool. It packages unwanted sounds with a smile of contentment, but often, perhaps usually, it fails. in that example fails completely to cover the low frequency vibrations of the ventilation system. You can see this clearly in graph number one on the dust jacket. It was recorded at Oak Ridge Shopping Mall in Vancouver. Another type of continuous noise in modern life is that created by electrical currents, the 60 cycle hum. From the countless examples available, here is an ironical example recorded at Simon Fraser University in the library. We're standing here beside a display case in which is currently exhibited some scores of one of the 20th century's most sensitive composers, Olivier Messiaen. Let's walk downstairs. We are one floor below the display case now. Two floors down. Here's another example of bad acoustic design, also recorded at Simon Fraser University. Let's just play it to you and see if you can guess what it is.
played that noisy elevator because I wanted to contrast it with another type of elevator. This elevator is from the Empire Building on Hastings Street, erected not very long after the Great Vancouver Fire of 1886. It's a DC elevator, hence the absence of 60-cycle hum, and there is no fan noise. We go up to the third floor, please. Mm -hmm. I won't say that's an example of good acoustic design. It's merely that the sounds associated with the second elevator are clean and unmasked. They are what we call hi-fi rather than lo-fi. One can hear things clearly. We have mentioned in the accompanying book how noises are often deliberately engineered into new buildings in the form of ventilation or heating systems or by means of walls of white noise. And we've mentioned the sound sewage that is expelled by such buildings onto the roofs and streets outside. Here is the exhaust from Eaton's department store built in 1973 as it blows out over pedestrians at a bus stop outside the store. Masking is the term we use for this situation, where thick or broadband noises cover up other more delicate or diminutive sounds. A natural sound which has masking properties is water, and it is sometimes used effectively in this way, as in city fountains or waterfalls. But here is a waterfall which has been carelessly designed. It is in the Natobi Gardens at the University of British Columbia. As we move closer, you can hear the very audible whine of the generator pump used to get the water up into position to fall. A better example of water in an urban landscape is the water wheel at the conservatory in Queen Elizabeth Park.
the lopsided turning of this water wheel makes it especially inviting to the ears. Actually, Queen Elizabeth Park has numerous good acoustic design features, though perhaps not all were intentionally planned. For instance, there are some interesting walking surfaces, such as this bamboo bridge. And there is a bird sanctuary with birds and water, only slightly marred by the clicking of an electric cash register. In our discussion of Stanley Park in the accompanying book, we mentioned one interesting acoustic artifact, the parabolic bridge which sends a sound echoing up to 50 times. Let's slow down some of those echoes so you can hear them clearly. You can see these echoes on the graphic level recording, example two on the dust jacket of these discs. One of the interesting attractions of the Queen Elizabeth Park is a sunken garden. As one descends into it, the ambient traffic noises lift away and one is left with the sounds of nature and a waterfall. In fact, in any well-designed acoustic park, there ought to be 20-foot high earth walls, at least 50 feet thick, as screens against noisy traffic or other inharmonious sounds. A park ought to be a sound sanctuary, a quiet grove, and this is especially true where the environment around it is excessively noisy. Sometimes old buildings are also sound sanctuaries. In Vancouver's Chinatown, many of the shops and stores are amazingly quiet. Here we are in one on Pender Street. But then we walk out onto the street. In today's noise-riddled world, we must again seek the hi-fi soundscape, where all sounds have their proper time and place, where each sound can be clearly heard. 
This balance is to be found in nature. To recover it, we must study the cycles and rhythms of natural sounds. For example, frogs, an annual rhythm, making itself heard most conspicuously each march, then departing to make way for other sounds. The balanced relationship of sounds with their environments we call acoustic ecology. It is a balance that can be easily destroyed. Yes, the frogs returned, the farthest first, then the closer ones. But they did return. This for everybody out there like me that's just fed up, ready to quit they job. I need you to go to your boss office right now, stand up on the desk and scream this to him right now. I quit, I quit, I quit. Here's my shirt, my badge, that's it. Shoulders. No other 
it's a minimum wage. Blue collar, ain't no way. I bet the suits laughing at me like, look at the slave. Hell no, I ain't saying I'm above y'all. But groceries ain't the dreams of the future, dog. Turn on the radio, hit folks, I think I'm better than this. But ain't no time for the studio, cause I'm working the double shift. It gotta be a better way to pay the rent. You telling me that's all I'm worth for all my time spent? I got a show tonight, request time off. Supervisor said no, I told him get lost. Giving no two-week notice uh -huh. Too much work, not enough earnings Throw the deuces and shrug my shoulders No other way to word it Tripping, cause you got a good job, then by all means make your paper, boo boo. But I ain't getting paid crap, my boss treat me like crap, and I got some better lined up. So I told my boss, like, pick this here. I ain't giving no two week notice, too much work, not enough earnings. Throw the deuces and shrug my shoulders. No other way to word it. I
Yeah, but I didn't know there was a You go with your and you buy And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. And we still, still, still have some special guests on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Hello, are you there, special guests? Yes. yes. What is going on? What have we been hearing? Please explain. So, we've been hearing um, a Soundsafe album recorded in, in beautiful Vancouver. It was recorded between 1972 and 1973 by some young entrepreneurial men who really like sound. R. Murray Schaefer was the guy that spearheaded the project, and it was yes. the World Soundscape Project. And we heard a little bit of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, I think, like from the top. What did we hear there? So um, the first thing we heard was um, Mr. R. Murray Schaefer talking about good and bad examples of acoustic designs in Vancouver. 
So the first example was a section of Vancouver's noise abatement law, number 2,531. After that was Muzak at the Oak Ridge Shopping Mall, followed by an electrical hum in the Simon, Fr- Simon Fraser University Library. But then there was an elevator at Simon Fraser University, an old, and then an old DC elevator in the Empire Building on Hastings Street, and then a ventilator at Eaton's Department Store. And then, um, even more stuff, waterfall and generator in the Natobi Gardens at the University of British Columbia. Where we are right now. Yes. <laughs> um, the water wheel at the Conservatory of Queen Elizabeth Park, followed by the Bamboo Bridge and Bird Song at the Conservatory of Queen Elizabeth Park, the Parabolic Bridge in Stanley Park, Pender Street Store Ambience, and Frogs recorded at Pitt Meadows. And then we kicked into something by Mr. Flattop, the track I Quit. I quit. Thank you, Mr. Flattop, a.k.a. Future, Fuch, for this amazing CD. If you want more information on Mr. Flattop, check out F-Y-U-T-C-H dot com. Fuch dot com. Thank you. We heard I Quit by Mr. Flattop. And then we heard a bit more sound. Please introduce. What did we just hear again? Um, then we heard um, uh, a nice sequence of a boat going into the harbor. Yeah. Vancouver Harbor in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And please introduce yourselves again. Who is still in the studio here right now? Please introduce yourselves. Uh, I am Gray. And I'm Aaron. Gray and Aaron, thank you again for hanging around the Nardware to Human Serviette thank Radio you. Show. Thank and you. And digging the Vancouver sounds. Like, you guys were really digging those sounds, eh? That was yeah. awesome. What was your favorite sound, do you think? Oh, I really like the elevator at SFU. I like the uh, water wheel at Queen Elizabeth Park. That's amazing, like, to like the elevator <laughs> at SFU. Yes, listeners of the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, you did really hear an elevator at SFU. And to end the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show right now, we have here something by More or Less. Thank you, More or Less, for giving me this CD. And we are going to hear the track Chili! Chili by More or Less from the Mastication CD. Thank you so much, More or Less. And thank you again also, Aaron and... Gray. For coming into the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. So, before we get to Mr. More or Less with Chili, thank you so much, Aaron and Gray, and do the loot. Oh, anything else you want to say to the people out there at all? Um, SafeAmp is cool. SafeAmp yeah. is a great organization. You should go to their concerts. Safeamp.org. Yes. yes. Well, thanks so much, and do 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 Episode begins as I walk out my crib and reach in my pocket. Yo, there's my list. It's two green peppers, one can of chickpeas, small can of corn niblets, a can of kidney beans, preferably red. As for the rest, a large carrot, a large yellow onion, and mushrooms in two packets. Veggie ground round, cooking oil, cooking sherry, hot sauce, cayenne pepper, curry powder. Now I'm ready to chop some veggie. Get them all diced up. Get the pot on medium, on the stove heating, then add oil and sherry, a tablespoon each. Then I can add carrots and 
onions and stir till they reach translucency. Yo, that means light can pass through them. Next is the veggie ground round. I keep it moving so it won't stick to burn. I just want it hot. Once I got that sorted, pour water into the pot. Half cup. Add those veggies I chopped up. Add stuff from the cans, but man, it's not done. Drop some of the spices in it. How much? It's up to me. My advice in this is hot enough. It's stuck with me for a few minutes after I've eaten that stuff. He's eating for 50 minutes, and that's what a decent pot of vegan chili is. Have it with bread or rice, let it sit in the fridge. Two days later, twice as nice. And yo, cause it's a big pot of chili. About a week or two, you with me? In the freezer or the fridge Good vegan chili that'll stick to your ribs Good in the winter if you live in cold digs You dig? Cause it's a big pot of chili About a week or two you with me? In the freezer or the fridge You dig? Oh yeah I forgot to add, if you need to thicken it up, feel free to get a can of tomato paste, like a small can, and just put that in there.